this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day of the week, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word for about 13 minutes each day. Easy to fit into our schedule, driving to work, coming home from work, taking a break at work, or maybe from our chores around the house. Just settling down for a few minutes and listening to God's Word and thereby helping us to grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Share these short studies with people you know in your life. You know some who need to get into God's Word. They need to get stronger in their faith. They need to to turn their lives around and think about their soul's salvation. You can share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but make that commitment and start sharing with everybody you can. Your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're getting back into our new line of thought and study, We're talking about temptation and how to overcome it. I actually want to talk about four ways to deal with temptation. But first, we need to recognize the reality of temptation. The devil doesn't walk around, even though he is identified or described in in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. That's a pretty vivid description of the devil. In other words, Peter's trying to say, look, you need to be careful. You've got this enemy out there. He, port- he, he identifies him as our adversary. Now, literally, that word means one who stands against us. But boiled down, it means our enemy. The devil's our most grave, most deadly, serious enemy. He wants to destroy us or lead us to destruction and not physical destruction. He wants to lead us to eternal spiritual destruction in hell. And hell is a real place. But Peter goes on and says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now, the devil's after everybody. He wants to lead everybody away from God and into sin, and he uses temptations to do that, to lure us into sin. And so he tries to to portray sin as looking good, as looking desirable, pleasant. And let me tell you, he has succeeded over and over and over and over again And all we have to do is look around us in our country today, in our culture, in our society, and see all kinds of sinful activities that we used to, as a nation, see as being wrong that are now practiced and upheld as being good and even righteous and even godly when they are exactly the opposite of all of those descriptions and identities but the devil's good at what he does, good at what he does. And so we need to always be on guard. Remember, the wise man wrote in Proverbs 16 and verse 25, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. The devil will make sin look right, but it leads to death. Romans 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. Interesting. 
Well, in 1 Peter 1 and verse 6, the Apostle Peter wrote this, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Various trials. There are all kinds of trials in life. The King James Version actually translates this manifold temptations. The American Standard Version translates its manifold trials. Now, what does manifold mean? Big. <laughs> or a lot of them. And so the devil is always throwing a lot of temptations at us. You might say, yeah, that one doesn't work on me. That one doesn't work on me. He's failing with that one over there. That's not going to get me. He keeps throwing all kinds of temptations your way because somewhere along the line, you're weak against certain temptations. And he'll find the one, in fact, he probably already knows which it is, and maybe it's more than one. Maybe it's two or three different ones. I call them Achilles' heel temptations because in mythology, and understand it's mythology, it's not true, there was a warrior named Achilles, and he was, he was uh, the offspring of at least one god or goddess of Greek mythology. And again, that's all just fable. It's not true. But he was portrayed as being a mighty warrior, and he could only be killed if he was struck in, in his heel. And so that's what we call the Achilles heel, that part of our heel. If your Achilles tendon is cut, you don't walk on that leg until it is reattached. Yet your foot just doesn't work. We have, every one of us, I believe, particular temptations to which we are particularly susceptible. Now, they may only be one or two or three in each one of our lives, and they're different for each one of us, but all of us have them. And the devil, he knows which ones apply to each individual person. And so he keeps hammering at us. Now, he'll throw other temptations at us that are not nearly as effective, but if we're not careful just by being lackadaisical, unfocused perhaps at times, we'll give in to those too. We'll give in to those too. But see, Peter is talking about manifold, a whole lot, big, serious temptations or trials. And sometimes he will use trials in our life, such as sickness, illness, injury, Maybe the loss of a loved one, maybe loss of a job, financial setback, whatever it might be. He'll use trials in our lives to tempt us to turn away from God. And a lot of people have done exactly that when faced with some trial in their life. They become angry with God or their faith weakens in God and they turn into sin. Well, while Peter says that that's going to happen to us, in other words, we're going to be bombarded, we're going to be hit with manifold temptations and trials, he also says that God knows what's going on, and he's not going to leave us defenseless. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, Peter goes on and he says, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust for punishment for the day of judgment. So God knows how to deliver us. 
He knows how to deliver us from temptations. Now, James kind of analog gives us an analysis here of how temptation can lead to sin on our part. In James chapter 1, beginning with verse 12, he wrote, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Now the idea there is he endures it without giving in to it. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Remember those Achilles heel temptations? Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Well, remember what the Apostle Paul wrote? The wages of sin is death. But again, God's word shows us both perspectives. And so the Apostle Paul himself also wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 that God will be there with us and give us the, 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 the ability, the strength to overcome the temptation if we'll simply stay, stay with God, walk with him. In verse 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul wrote, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Now, some people will think, I just can't overcome this. It's too big. It's too strong. It's too powerful. I can't, I can't resist it. Paul says, uh-uh, no, no, no. As long as you walk with God faithfully, you can resist it. And no temptation is going to hit you that is absolutely unique. It is all, that kind of temptation has also hit many other individuals. They've had to deal with it as well. So don't feel like the Lone Ranger in the face of that particular temptation or trial. He goes on and says, but God is faithful. What a great statement. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So God's not going to leave you alone as long as you walk with God faithfully and obediently. He will make the way for you to escape, for you to say no. He will, not, he will not allow you to be tempted by some temptation that is so overwhelming that you cannot possibly resist it. He will be faithful to you as long as you are faithful to him. And James writes along this line as well. In James chapter 4, and beginning with verse 7, he says, Submit to God. Well, that's our first step, isn't it? And then he goes on and says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, how do I resist the devil effectively so that he will run away? In the next verse, James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Well, how can I draw near to God? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I must draw near to God through Christ. I need to repent of my sins. I need to surrender to Jesus as my Lord and Savior in baptism. And as I'm baptized into the waters, buried with him in the waters of baptism, the blood that he shed on the cross on my behalf will cleanse me of the guilt of my sins. And as I walk with God faithfully, he will walk with me faithfully 
and there will be no place for the devil in my life. I can resist the devil effectively, and he will flee from me. That's James's promise. That's Paul's promise. That is Peter's promise. So we need to recognize how the devil works. And we need to recognize that he's going to hit us with temptations continually. But if we will stay true to God, God will stay true to us, and we can overcome those temptations. Now, next time I want us to begin to look at four practical effective ways to deal with temptation as faithful followers of God through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being there with us and for us as long as we walk with you faithfully. Help people to see that they need to beware of what the devil is trying to lure them into and that you offer the way of deliverance through Jesus Christ, forgiveness through their Lord and Savior, and eternal life with you in heaven thereby. Help us help people see these truths as well. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.